Celia and I don't live in the most affluent part of town, but it's still a very nice area. What I find interesting is the number of Teslas I see driving around in my neighborhood and around town. How can so many people afford a car that can cost up to 100K when the economy is supposed to suck? I'm Ken Boone. Welcome to my podcast. Much more to say. Greetings, my friends. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving day with family and friends. And I pray that you survived Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday without overspending or getting trampled by the crowds. For the 10th straight year, Celia and I decided to sit out the shopping frenzy. We kept it simple again. And we're getting gifts for Kenny and our granddaughter, Amina. And since they prefer Amazon gift cards, shopping for them is a mouse click away. Today happens to be Giving Tuesday, with the airwaves full of requests from dozens of worthy causes. I was going to make a donation to the warming station sponsored by my son, Kenny, in Atlanta. But he told me that he had all the necessary funding in place. I mean, that's okay. I'll find something else to donate to. I started this episode by observing the number of Teslas and other high-priced cars on the roads of Huntersville. And while I'm being nosy, I'm also noticing the price of new and existing homes in my town. In fact, just over 10 years ago, the development next to mine was advertising brand new homes from the just north of $300,000. Today, the same sign reads that homes are, quote, priced to sell, unquote, at over $900,000, with families lined up to tour the models. The point I'm trying to make is that while people are complaining about how bad the economy is, High-priced items are still flying off the shelves. I usually don't complain about what I don't have, but I I can't help feeling a little envious towards those who can afford those toys. Now, you don't have to have a degree in accounting or economics to have a practical knowledge of business cycles and economic upturns and downturns. That's because we feel them in our daily lives. Simply put, What goes up must come down. While I'm not poor, I'm not as liquid as I'd like to be. It would be easy to point directly to a past domestic relationship as the root of my current financial woes, but that wouldn't be entirely true. All I had to do was just say no. Nearly two years ago, I recorded and published an episode that I titled Doing Frugal Well, where I shared with you my financial ups and downs. I also talked about some of the issues couples face 
if they can't handle the inevitable money woes. To paraphrase that great American songwriter, Billy Joel, couples tend to get in a fight when the money gets tight. I've experienced more than my share of that a few times. Now, I'm grateful that obsessing over money isn't something I no longer have to deal with. Not since meeting Celia, at least. I found that being happy in my life and marriage has allowed me to feel abundant in lean times. We're experienced enough to know that those lean times are often just temporary. This year, I played it safe by only leaving the house to go to the grocery store. I didn't bite on all the ads for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. But I'm not totally in the clear. You see, for me, December is annual checkup slash follow-up month. I've been getting urgent emails, texts, and voicemails reminding me that I need to schedule various tests and appointments to check the status of my different diagnoses. Now, each message has a certain air of urgency attached, like it's a matter of life and death. Now, unlike in the world of commerce, they don't tell you how much their services are going to cost. They just pop you in the examination room, chat for 15 minutes, refill your prescriptions, and send you down the hall for some more blood work. That gets old after a while. While I never downplay the importance of these doctors and the great work they do, I can't keep letting them freak me out. I did that after my heart-related episode when my first primary care provider kept sending me for almost weekly testing. And the tests weren't for my heart, which is why I sought medical care in the first place. Now, it wasn't until I ran up a bill in the thousands just for blood work that I put a stop to all that nonsense, and I changed providers. Now, here's a little note. I don't know why it takes very little to set me off when it comes to my past and current healthcare providers. I know they aren't scamming me, but I resent the fact that other than my old heart guy, Dr. V, I mean, they have little regard for your financial or fiscal health. But enough of that, at least for now. On the lower right-hand corner of my dry erase board to my left, I wrote a list of items I wanted to purchase last year. I also filled my Amazon shopping cart with over $5,000 in musical gear and home decor merchandise. I didn't include big-ticket items like cars or larger homes, because even dreaming about those was impractical. But wishing for $5,000 worth of musical gear and home decor doesn't exactly sound like I'm practicing fiscal prudency either. Greek philosopher Epictetus said, wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. Now, call me a tightwad, but I grew up a have-not. 
And the few times I was a have, I was encouraged not to share, but to give it away. When I displayed that behavior in public, the message received out there was, hey, help yourself. There's a sucker giving away stuff. After a lot of painful trial and error, I learned how to exercise proper restraint. In other words, I kept my wanter in check. A lot of people in my life have had a hard time keeping their wanters in check. And unfortunately for some of them, the consequences were disastrous. Growing up, I had a best friend. He was a good guy, but to tell you the truth, he was a pretty unremarkable individual. What we bonded over was that we both felt that we were on the outside looking in. Although he was blessed with an amazing photographic memory, he was a below-average student. That's because when it came to testing, he would freeze up and forget everything he'd learned in class. Now, he was destined for failure except for one thing. He had a father with plenty of money who was always ready to bail him out of any financial mess he got himself into. And he made some huge mistakes, I have to tell you. Now, flush with cash, there wasn't a house, vintage car, vacation, courtside tickets, or investment scheme he could resist buying into. And when he failed, which was more often than not, I was there to emotionally pick up the pieces. Then his father would swoop in with a check to make everything right again. Unfortunately, my friendship with him ended when I was called to bail him out financially in a real estate situation. I knew I wasn't able to help because of the domestic turmoil in my life at the time, but I tried anyway, and I failed miserably. Now, we haven't spoken in over 25 years, and I don't even know if he's still alive. And I haven't tried to find out, even with the advent of Facebook. But if he is, it is my hope that he's gotten better at making and managing his assets. That's because his father, if he were alive today, he'd be well over 100 years old and probably not in a position to bail him out anymore. Now, I don't hold a resentment towards him, but I am not happy with how the friendship ended. If we had just parted ways after high school, before all of that, and before life got in the way, we could have been left with fond memories. But I still have no regrets, and that's honest. I'll admit that I'm not perfect and have had my share of financial missteps and will probably make several more before I pass over to the other side. And because I'm now considered a senior citizen, I'm a prime target for countless sales pitches, both from legitimate sources and scammers. So I have to watch my back now more than ever. Now, as I said in my introduction, Celia and I don't live in the most affluent part of town but it's still a very nice neighborhood. We have great neighbors, and even the Homeowners Association has been a joy to deal with lately. I just found out that the price of a new Tesla has come down considerably. 
And because Mr. Musk is such a controversial figure, a lot of people are selling their cars, creating a seller's market for used vehicles of the electric sort. I've seen used Tesla Model 3s advertised for around 25000 Now, you can call me a tightwad again, but that's still too rich for my blood. And with the price of houses in my neighborhood already tripling over the past decade, I'm sitting on quite a bit of equity. I would make a, a really handsome profit if I decided to sell. However... I wouldn't be able to afford to buy another house in Huntersville. So, I guess I'll be stuck here in paradise for a little while longer. Still pinching pennies. Today's quote is from the icon of American investment, Warren Buffett. If you buy things you do not need, soon you'll have to sell things you need. I'm Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more the number two, say.weebly.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our brand new blog where you will find audio video posts, essays, and the latest news and notes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Episodes are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network. <laughs>